Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. We provide straightforward information by bringing excellent guests with real-world experience in all topics related to commercial real estate investing. And in today's episode, we're going to be learning how a dear friend of mine went from owning zero real estate to owning two shopping centers all by herself. We are chatting with Jessica Malcolmson. She is an investor in the retail space. Here we go. Jessica, I'm so excited to have you here because a lot of people reach out asking, how do I even go about buying my first commercial property? And should I even start in commercial first? And that is exactly what you did by yourself. You don't have any investors so far. So first, I would love to hear a little bit about you before diving into your investing career. Oh, thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm happy to be here and to share my story. So my commercial real estate career began in 2006. I was hired by Chuck Taylor with Madison Marquette. Um, he hired me as an office manager. Um, within a few months, I was promoted to property manager and I managed grocery anchored shopping centers for the company. Um, I did that for five years. I then made the decision I wanted to get into leasing and I was hired by Styles, which is a uh, local developer based in Fort Lauderdale. I was with them for a short time and then transitioned over to Equity One, where I was their regional director of leasing for their South Florida portfolio. And then at that point, Equity One was sold to Regency Centers and um, my position was eliminated in 2017. And that's when I decided I wanted to get into investing on my own. Your career is exactly what I recommend people do, especially younger people that are asking, how do I even get started? So that's really cool to see. So up until then, you're saving up money and then you decide to buy your first property. Can you guide us through that process? Um, sure. Well, in 2017, when my position was eliminated and I was at a crossroads in my career, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go work for another large firm, if I wanted to work for a boutique firm, start my own. Financially, I had the money available to start investing. So I did. And I actually started out with a single family investment. I then also picked up short-term rentals office and warehouse building. And then finally, my dream come true was to own um, shopping centers. So in 2019 is when I really began the journey to invest in shopping centers. And I realized at that time, because I had taken some time off, <laughs> I knew that I had to get back in the business. My career had lost momentum from a leasing perspective. But I knew I had to get back in and start networking with the brokers who are selling the real estate that I'm looking to purchase. So in 2019, I started to get back in to attending networking functions, uh, local ICSC events, just so I can get my uh, goals out there and also find a network with the brokers who are selling shopping centers. I would like to dive a little bit into how did you get your first few loans? Because a lot of lenders don't want to lend to people who don't have a full-time job. How did you go about that? Right. And that was one of the 
challenges. And I'll start with my first shopping center that I purchased in 2019. This was going to be my biggest purchase to date. And the lending process was new to me. Originally, when I started the process, the broker that I was working with, which was Joe Russo at Marcus and Milchap, he was fabulous throughout the process, by the way, and really held my hand every step. I never at any point felt like he was doing this for financial gain. He always did this as though he was a mentor or a friend of mine. And so anyways, he referred me to a a loan broker at Marcus and Milchap as well. And that's where my process started. When you're getting a loan, you obviously have to, first thing they want to see is what kind of experience do you have? I don't think they want to lend to someone who doesn't have any experience whatsoever in leasing or managing a shopping center, unless you plan on hiring a third-party company to do that for you. So that was always the first question is, well, what kind of experience do you have in the shopping center business? Well, I certainly check that box, right? And then um, from a loan perspective, they look at your financial statement. Once you can check those two boxes, the next thing is then to find a property. Um, So then the next step, once we have pre-approval from the lender um, or from a mortgage broker, what have you, you know, the next step is to go out and start looking at properties. Certainly I wasn't going to start looking until I had that pre-approval knowing that, you know, I check all the boxes that are needed for a lender, you know, just like when you're buying a house, you need to have the pre-approval. So same thing with um, commercial real estate. So once that was in place, uh, Joe really held my hand at looking at properties for sale on the market. You know, he was really kind. He, when we started this journey, he would send me an OM of a strip center for sale. And he would set aside an hour of his time and go over everything financially about the property with me. And that was very helpful. Now, remember my background is in leasing and managing. I didn't have much experience in acquisitions or dispositions. And I was never shy to share that information that I was new at purchasing. Um, So he was able to hold my hand and really explain thoroughly how the financials work from the aspect of purchasing the property for lender's approval to, you know, what my return on investment will be at, at the end of the day, at the end of the year. He also dove into the underwriting of the property, how brokers do it, what to look for, um, what to account for that maybe is not there, questions to ask. So he was very helpful at holding my hand throughout that process of purchasing my first property. It sounds like he was an angel to you yes. coming from the sky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive into this first opportunity. What was it? Uh, what was the upside? What were some of the challenges? Take us through the step-by-step of purchasing it. Uh, what did you see in it? So people can understand how you went through that process initially. So the first property, the first shopping center that I purchased, looking at photos of it, for me, I was like, it's it's probably not a property that I want to purchase. Once we dove into the financials, I realized, okay, this is something that should be of interest to me. I can't judge it just by looking at the photos. So I decided to take a road trip to visit the property. I am located in South Florida. The property is located in the Jacksonville market. So that's roughly a four to five hour commute. So I took a road trip to visit the property. And I remember standing in the parking lot sometime around two, three in the afternoon. 
and just seeing the amount of traffic passing by the property. Also, it was located at a lighted intersection and next to a McDonald's across the street from a Walmart neighborhood market. And I said, wow, you know, I was willing to pass on this property just based on photos because it's not quote unquote sexy real estate. But now I'm here standing in the parking lot and just looking around and noticing everything that's happening. Then I realized that, no, this is something that I need to pull the trigger on. And what was the upside besides the picture is not looking great. So you would do a little facelift, some painting. What else was the upside there? So the upside to this property, first of all, when I started my investing journey, I wanted to target multi-tenant strip centers, 10 or more tenants. The upside on that deal, standing in the parking lot, obviously I realized that it was a property that I wanted to pull the trigger on. It consisted of three buildings. And with that, there were six end caps with three buildings. I know from my leasing career, what retailers look for and what's good for even mama pops with the traffic counts, visibility to the road, the adjacent uh, national tenants that are in the market. I felt like that was an upside for the property. It did need a little bit of work. It needed a new paint job. Um, it needed some roof work, but otherwise it was a solid property that I knew I could lease and manage. And it also had two vacancies. So there was upside with the vacancies and then as well as increasing rent with the existing tenants. So these leases were coming up. So the property, interesting, it actually had five month to month tenants and <laughs> wow, that's a great upside there. Yeah. So anyone would recognize that as, you know, not only risk, but potential upside. And, and looking at the rent roll, I remember seeing five month to month tenants and they'd been at the property for 10 plus years. There you go. So with that being said, I knew I could renew these tenants. Even if it was worst case scenario at their current rate, I knew that these tenants would renew. They've been there 10 years. They're mom and pops. I know what's in the market. I knew that there wasn't another shopping center that they could go to at these rates. So, you know, that was a risk that I took and it worked out in the long run with renewing them um, with increases. Now let's go over some challenges. What were some of the unpleasant surprises <laughs> of that deal? Um, so the first surprise during the acquisition process was the mortgage broker that I was originally working with, I would say, put all my eggs in one basket. <laughs> and on the 11th hour, the lender that he was working with could not get approval for the loan. Um, oh so I God. was left just... Uncertain if the deal was going to continue at that point. So I called a friend of mine in the business and she had recommended what to do. I don't have loan approval. And I believe we were two or three days away from the due diligence period. Uh, she had said, you have to get an extension on your contract, which is what we did. So I dropped all other contingencies of the due diligence and just extended the period to get loan approval. And by the way, why did they not approve you at that point? 
because I had never owned a shopping center, um, even though I had a long resume of leasing and manning, managing, but because I had never owned a shopping center, they just couldn't approve it. And it was also with a credit union. And I feel like with the credit unions, everything has to fit perfect in a box. And I just didn't fit perfectly in their box. So with that being said, I jumped on the phone and started calling lenders directly myself. I had a list of five lenders. Their names that I got out of the South Florida Business Journal. Uh, there was a recent publication that showed the lenders that were uh, had the most commercial loans over the last 12 months. So I just started cold calling these lenders, as well as some others that friends recommended. And that's how I found my lender. I eliminated the mortgage broker and just decided to do it myself. People may know that I also didn't get approved with the first few lenders for my first portfolio. So you just got to take matters into your, your own hands and call other people, ask for more referrals or negotiate with the one who said no to you and say, okay, what happened? Right. And we also tried that with the credit union. I was willing to put up X amount of money mm-hmm. into an escrow account to make them feel more comfortable to move forward with the deal because I knew I was three days away from being able to terminate my contract. We definitely tried to negotiate with the first lender and they weren't interested. Okay. So I think the lesson learned there is never put all your eggs in one basket and always have a backup. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I had to scramble at the last minute to find the backup. <laughs> good for you. Good, good job yeah. on getting that accomplished. Thank you. So now that shopping center is doing well, and then you decide to get another one. How did that one go? Hopefully smoother. Uh, Well, I don't think any transaction is ever (laughs) smooth. I feel like there's always bumps in the road, but yes. So the second shopping center that I purchased, which is in the same market, the Jacksonville market, I used to drive past the shopping center every time I was on my way to visit the first one that I bought. Um, I used to drive past and see it and I knew it was underleased and undermanaged and lo and behold, out of nowhere, I get a e-blast from the broker selling the property. Actually it was through Crexy and I see the photo of the shopping center and I was like, I know exactly where this is located. I know all about the shopping center. I know the market. It was listed one day on the market. And so I reached out to the broker selling the property. I know I shared this story with you before, but the broker selling that property happened to be a previous tenant of mine for my property management days. He was now a broker, but previously was owner of a Japanese restaurant at a shopping center they used to manage in South Florida. That's um, the full circle of real estate. (laughs) He was one of my tenants. I was the property manager. He decided to get out of the restaurant business and starts selling real estate and is listing out a shopping center for sale. So it was good that we had that connection because I knew I was front runner as a buyer. And also the beauty of what goes around comes around, treating everybody properly, not only because that's the right way to go about things, but you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. They come. Yes. Even tenants. <laughs> tenants <laughs> could tenants. become brokers eventually. Yeah. And this is proof of that. <laughs> So why do you like retail? Can you go over the pros and cons of this asset class? I prefer retail because that's where I spent 10 years of my profession. 
and my career was in retail real estate. So naturally I was drawn to it. I understood the basics, meaning the leasing and the managing, and I knew the reasons for rent increases and the reasons that we track NOI. And so I, I was drawn because I knew I could play a role in leasing and managing to create value. So that's the reason why I'm drawn to retail and you know why this is the most comfortable asset class for me. Another pro is, you know, when you own multifamily, even short-term rentals, single family investments, you get those calls, the microwave's not working, the garage door opener's not working, you know, there's a leak under the sink where in retail, you don't get those calls. Yep. <laughs> so everything inside the space is handled by the tenants. So there's, you know, obviously less problematic calls than you get with residential multifamily. Yeah. And what are some of the cons that you're not a huge fan of in retail? One of the issues that came up after I purchased my first shopping center was the insurance company that I used sent an inspector out within the first couple of months. And this is with both of my acquisitions, but they, so they send an insurance inspector out. They do a full inspection of the property and they come back with a list of items that they want taken care of in order to continue with the policy. And that was a big surprise. I never had that issue with any of the properties that I managed in the past. And the first property, they hit me with requiring a re-roof of the property. And I ended up getting around it and they accepted a, a seal coat of the roof. But that was, you know, a huge expense that was not expected and it came up a few months after purchasing, you know, where you don't have the reserves built up. So that was a big surprise. <laughs> okay. Another tip for people to be aware of. Is there mm -hmm. anything else that you think is important for our audience to know that we haven't covered? Maybe an advice for people starting up or First, people that are just getting into the industry or that have been there for a couple of properties? You know, I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but my advice would be to have a mentor or several mentors that you can call on to talk about struggles, bounce ideas off of, you know, without that, I don't think I would have closed on my first property if I didn't have someone to tell me to extend my contract due diligence. So always have someone that you can call on and talk to, bounce ideas off of, help you through those road bumps. Jessica, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. I really appreciate it. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, yeah, so I am on all forms of social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. So they can certainly contact me through any of those platforms. And We'll put all of your links under show notes. Thank you so much for making the time, Jessica. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at monicarlorei.com. We will soon have some deals to share with our investors in the self-storage space there. And if you are potentially interested, make sure to add your email to our newsletter. And I will see you next time.